Chemo Chair Prayers is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. Having lost both my mum and sister to cancer, I was diagnosed. And despite being determined to survive, it wasn't all that long until surviving was all I was doing, living a life I'd neither planned nor signed up for. Over time, I discovered that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And I learned how to thrive, not just survive, right in the midst of my cancer. If you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's arms around you so you can journey on with strength, peace, trust, and yes, even joy, you're in the right place. So take a seat, grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you in a short story and a prayer using our guided prayer practice with the acronym TRUST, followed by a simple, practical invitation for the days ahead. Welcome to Chemo Chair Prayers. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to make sure that you've heard about and saved your free seat at the Trusting God Through Cancer Summit that starts on March 24th. If you're new to summits, it's simply an online conference or retreat that you can be part of from the comfort of your very own home, not getting out of pyjamas if you don't want to. The summit's for anyone who's had their life and faith shaken by cancer which I assume is you or someone you love given your listening to Chemo Chair Prayers. Our goal is to help you rebuild your trust in God, conquer your fears, wrestle with doubts and questions, and be encouraged and inspired by people who've been there. We want to help you thrive, not just survive, with hope, strength, peace, comfort, and even joy, no matter what. You'll learn how to not let cancer steal your joy, You'll learn how to fast from sugar and pray for healing, about finding the rest you need and finally getting untired, about facing illness as a family, about breaking out of survival mode, about trusting God when it feels like he's let you down, and all about wrestling with your doubts and your questions. And like I said, it's totally free. There's so much more I'd love to tell you about the Trusting God Through Cancer Summit, but why not hop over to TrustingGodThroughCancer.com, check out the details and save your free seat. See you there. Welcome to the Chemo Chair Prayers podcast, my friends, especially if you're here for the first time. I'm so glad that you are. But the very fact that you're listening to a podcast called Chemo Chair Prayers a podcast about overcoming the fear, overwhelm, doubt, and overall massive impact that cancer has on every part of our lives, I'm pretty sure it means that your life or the life of someone you love has been upended by cancer. But this is also a podcast about discovering how with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full, and then going and living it. Because cancer can steal the life we're living right out from under our noses. And I want to help you get it back. If you've been diagnosed in the last year, you're one of 1.8 million people who've been diagnosed this year. 1.8 million people. That is a lot of people. First of all, it tells me that you're not alone. But also, and if my family's run in with cancer and the stories of so many of you that have shared them with me, tell me anything. It's that suffering of any kind, and especially cancer, sucks. It just does. 
I remember where I was when I got the call about my mum and about Joe and her diagnosis. I remember where I was when I got my diagnosis. I remember going through chemo and radiation and surgery and more chemo. I had a port, an ostomy bag, nausea, radiation, burns, exhaustion, neuropathy. Oh my goodness, the whole lot. It just sucked. And then you've got the pain and the suffering and the fear and the doubt and the questions all on top of that. It just sucks. It sucks physically. It sucks emotionally. But it also sucks spiritually. Why do I say it sucks spiritually? Well, it affects our relationship with God. Suffering isn't just painful, it's personal. When we see others suffering, you know, if there's a shooting somewhere in the world, or there's disease in another part of the world, or there's hunger or sex trafficking, addiction, whatever it is, it can feel like suffering is out there somewhere. And we ask God, what kind of God allows suffering? But when it's us that's suffering, when it's us going through cancer, it feels more personal. I remember crying out to God and being like, what the heck, God? I thought you were good. What's happening after all I've done for you? It felt personal. And I wanted to say, what kind of God are you that allows me to suffer? What do you have to say to me in my pain? What am I meant to do? And maybe you're sitting there listening, thinking, yes, my cancer feels personal. What am I meant to do? And for all of us, the answer to these two questions, what does God have to say to me in my pain and what am I meant to do? That is at the heart of everything we do here at the podcast. And it's the very core of my book, Breathe Again, which I have to say, if you haven't read, you need to get yourself a copy, my friend. But the simple message The answer to those two questions is the same thing. The answer is to stop waiting. Stop waiting. Stop waiting for life to get better. And I know it might be a really tough thing to hear when you've got cancer, when you're running on fumes and you're just trying to get by. You just want to survive. And the truth is you might not even realise that you're waiting Because here's the problem. As soon as life gets hard, it's so tempting to simply wait. We hide away. We dig in for the long haul. We deny it's hard. We soldier on and we put life on hold. We hunker down or we brush it off. We put on our stiff and perfectly waxed upper lip and we keep calm and we carry on. We hunker down and we wait. We wait for the future when life will be better. We wait for the storm to pass, for the waters to part, to stop raging and for life to return to normal. I wonder, have you ever found yourself saying, oh, if I can just, or, well, when, dot, 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 or as soon as, dot, dot, dot. Maybe you've said, if I can just get through chemo. Or maybe you've said, well, when I've got a bit more energy, or as soon as I've recovered from surgery, then I'll. You know, as we met the oncologist and she laid out my treatment plan, it stretched ahead for 18 months. I told myself I just needed to brace myself and hold on to get through it, to keep my eyes and my hopes fixed on the end when life would get back to normal. 
But every time my ostomy bag leaked, it reminded me that I used to be able to do so much and would be able to again when this was over. It felt like life was waiting for me off in the future somewhere. So I dug in and I waited. But you know what? That is not the gospel message. That's not the good news. Jesus didn't say, I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness, but you're just going to have to wait and ride out this storm until life gets easier to find it. He didn't say that. He came to give us a full and abundant life. And ironically, if we stop waiting for life to calm down, get easier, or for the cancer to be done, we actually find it. We find it when we stop waiting. When we stop waiting, we discover that life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. We find there's more in the mess, rubies in the rubble. You may have heard me tell the story of when I got taken out by a riptide. I'd been traveling after university and had worked my way around to Australia. And I went swimming between the flags where I thought it was safe, but I got swept out to sea and eventually had to get rescued by a girl on a surfboard because the waves were just pounding me and pounding me and pounding me and I couldn't get a breath and I couldn't fight my way back to the shore. And it can feel like that when cancer sweeps us out to sea. We do our best to fight our way back to the shore. And the waves are pounding us and pounding us and we feel like we just can't breathe. We just want to get back to the shore. I want to take a moment for you to think about your cancer struggle now. To really imagine all the hard stuff, the confusion, the worry, the overwhelm and the exhaustion. How does that feel like a riptide that has swept you out to sea? Are you able to catch a breath or is there wave after wave pounding you? I know, I'm really sorry that I'm getting you to think about it so deeply. But I want to ask you, what if there was life, full abundant life, right in the middle of your cancer journey? Imagine what life would look like if you stopped waiting. If you were able to stop waiting and merely surviving this life that you never planned or signed up for. And you were able to start living right now. And that's what I want for you today with this episode. So I'm going to share three things that I found that we can do to stop waiting and start the journey to really living life to the full. In my book, Breathe Again, I go into seven practical tools and practices that you can do. But right now, I want to give you a little three-step plan. First off, we have to explode the myth of a perfect life. We've got to explode the myth that life should be riptide free. We live in a glossy culture, don't we? Where if it looks glossy, it must be glossy. We're all intent on presenting ourselves and life as good and perfect and not letting people see the train wreck that it is. When I go on Instagram and Facebook, there are perfect feeds and happy kids and perfectly cooked meals and tidy houses. No wonder we say we're fine and try to keep up appearances. But I've noticed that what we see becomes our reality and our reality becomes our beliefs. We buy into the myth that a full life is a perfect and pain-free life. 
And the trouble is we compare what appears to be other people's glossy, shiny, happy, healthy, wealthy and skippy lives with the reality of our own far from glossy life. So we therefore assume that an abundant life, the abundant life that Jesus came to give us, must be off in the future somewhere, beyond us and out of reach. So we end up fighting against our rip, thinking if I can just get back to the shore, if I can just be cancer free, if I can just get through treatment, everything will be okay. But the truth is, an abundant life isn't perfect The truth is, we can't make an abundant life happen. Jesus didn't say, I have come that you might have life and life in all its perfect fabulousness. He didn't say, I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness, but you're going to have to fight for it like a menopausal rhino. He didn't say that. And when we believe the myths that God's full life is somewhere off in the future or that we have to make it happen, we end up hunkering down and waiting. So let's explode the myth that a full life is perfect and embrace the biblical truth and the promise of what it really is. An abundant life is a life of comfort and peace and joy and connection and intimacy with others. It's not a happy, skippy, healthy, wealthy life that we've been sold on social media. So once we've exploded the myth that Jesus's abundant life should be riptide free, we have to expose the lies that being in the riptide leads us to believe. And I'd love to say that being a pastor's wife makes you immune to believing a whole ton of rubbish about God and about myself, but it's simply not true. When my cancer hit, so did the wave of lies, guys. And I'll share some with you to see if they sound familiar. Do you ever listen to lies like this going on in your mind? It's all my fault. My whole life is ruined. Ah, I'll never get over this. Because here's the thing. I thought it was all my fault. Maybe it was the genes that I'd been born with or that I eat the entire apple. Yes, I eat the whole thing, including the pips. I was sure that was what was causing my cancer. I thought that my whole life was ruined. When my bum got cancer, it felt like my whole life got cancer. And I thought I'd never be over this. I couldn't see a time in my life when cancer wouldn't rule my life. And I call this self-trash, the rubbish we believe about ourselves. But then I believed a whole ton of God trash as well, stuff I believed about him, that he was angry, that he didn't love me like he loved everybody else that he was too busy helping other more spiritual people to help me, or that maybe he was just trying to teach me something and I couldn't figure out what it was. My head was spinning. But I have to say, most of the time, what we believe about ourselves and about God is absolute rubbish. And the enemy's going to take every opportunity to kick us when we're down. I have to say, the enemy is an SOB. So we've got to counter this God trash and this self trash with truth. For the self-trash, even if it is your fault, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You are forgiven. But you know what? I doubt it's your fault. Even if every part of your life is affected, his abundant life is for every part of your life. But I doubt every part of your life is affected. When you take a really good look, 
And even if it feels like it's forever, God's abundant life is available now and forever. As I always say, it's not just pie in the sky when you die. There's cake on your plate while you wait with God. So we've got to counter the lies we believe about ourselves with truth. And the same goes for the God trash that we believe. We have to counter it with truth. Let's not take our painful lives as evidence of God's anger. Rather, let's look at his death as evidence of his love. I wish I could look you in the eye right now. I'd cup your face in my hands and say, God sees you. He hasn't left you. He isn't angry. I tell you how seen and loved you are, how you're enough and forgiven and chosen and cherished. There are so many scriptures we can use to counter the rubbish that we believe about God. Let's expose the lies and counter them with truth. I remember soon after I was diagnosed and I came away from a particularly difficult appointment and I just started sobbing. And I started to believe so much about God that was just untrue and I couldn't seem to shake it. But eventually, I leant into him and the promises of who he is and what he's done. I wish I could say that the clouds left, the waters parted, the sun shone, the birds tweeted and everything was happy and skippy. But what I knew right then was that he was with me that life wasn't off in the future, that life was with him now, a full life. God says to us in the riptide of our cancer, stop waiting, expose the lies, deal with them, and that's where you'll find my abundant life. Finally, the third step is to enter in. We've exploded the myth that life should be riptide free, We've exposed the lies that we believe when we're in the middle of our cancer riptide and now we're going to enter in. When I was on that beach in Australia and I had been rescued by the girl on the surfboard, I saw a guy swim out into the riptide and be swept away just like I was. But you know what? He didn't fight to get back to the shore. He turned and he swam parallel to the shore. And the riptide took him along parallel to the shore and eventually back into the beach. But he didn't just float. He had to swim. He had to actively engage in his journey. He had to enter in. And so today, my friends, I want to encourage you to enter in. And in the life-giving words of my friend Lita, who had stage four colorectal cancer, Live big, love hard, kiss and make up, plant a flower, adopt a dog, paint life orange, start cocktail hour a little early and buy the convertible. So coming back to those two questions we asked at the beginning, what does God have to say to me in my pain and suffering? And what am I meant to do? The answer, my friend, is the same thing, to stop waiting Stop waiting for life to get better and for your cancer to be over. Life isn't waiting off in the future somewhere. It's here and now. There are rubies in the rubble of your cancer. God has more for you, even though life has handed you less. So let me ask you, to what extent are you waiting? How might you have hunkered down and put life on hold? Are you holding your breath? 
If you've answered yes to any of those, can I invite you to stop waiting right now? Explode the myth that life should be riptide free and perfect. Expose and counter the lies you're believing and start swimming with your riptide. Don't fight it, but swim with it. Enter in. And after we've prayed, I always like to give you some practical things you can do. So hang around, pray with us, and I'll give you a few practical things that you can do to enter in and swim with your riptide today. So let's pray. We always take a moment here at Chemo Chair Prayers to pray with each other and for each other using our simple guided prayer format that uses the acronym TRUST thanking him for who he is and what he's done, resting in his love, unburdening our hearts and surrendering our hopes, fears and needs before we take him at his word. And I say this every week, but feel free to pause the audio so you can make these prayers your own, maybe journaling or just sitting quietly and praying your prayers back to God. So let's pray starting by thanking him for who he is and what he's done. Oh Lord God, we come to you today feeling like we have been swept out by a riptide. But Lord, we thank you that you are a God who came to earth and knows what it feels like to be swept away. You know what it's like to feel what we fear. You know what it's like. And yet you came to give us abundant life life in all its fullness, life to overflowing. And we thank you. We thank you that it's not waiting off in the future somewhere, but it's here and now. We thank you that we can lay hold of it and enter into it. We thank you for the truths that you have given us to counter the lies that we believe about ourselves and about you. We thank you, Jesus. Now can I invite you to take a moment to thank God for who he is and what he's done in your life. Now let's rest in his love. Lord God, it's your love that sent your son Jesus to earth. It's your love that meant that he endured the cross And it's your love that raised him from the grave. And it's your love that seated him at your right hand. And it's your love that means that we can live your abundant life right here and right now. And so, Lord, we just rest in that right now. We let it wash over us and in us and through us. Lord, let it sink deeply into all those dry and dusty places. We rest in you, Lord. Can I invite you to simply sit and let that love be everything. Now let's unburden our hearts to him. Oh Lord, there is so much that we are carrying. So many hurts and fears and worries. We're worried about our next appointment. We're worried about our kids. We're worried about surgery and whether our wounds are healing. We're worried about our radiation burns, about finances, about the future. 
and it feels like that future is just off waiting somewhere. We want more, Lord. We want more of your life. We want more of your love. We want more of your peace and your comfort and your joy and your hope and your strength. Lord, we want more. Can I encourage you to take a moment to unburden your heart to Jesus, telling him everything, secure in the knowledge that he knows you and he loves you. Now let's surrender our hopes, fears and needs to him. Lord, we're carrying so much, it feels like we have a backpack weighed down with bricks and rocks and rubble. And we lay it all at the foot of your cross. You say, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And Lord, we come to you today. We are heavy burdened. We're going to lay down what we are carrying and give it to you. Lord, we thank you. And lastly, let's take him at his word. Lord, we believe so much rubbish about ourselves and about you, but we stand in your truth. We lay hold of these truths about who we are and we say we believe them. We believe that we are loved and seen and enough. We believe that we are forgiven. We believe that we have abundant life right here, right now. We believe. Help our unbelief. We take you at your word, Lord. Take a moment to think about the truths that you need to hear, that you need to stand on and believe in order to dispel the lies that you believe. Take a moment to take him at his word. And we pray these things in the wonderful, abundant name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. As always, I like to leave you with a few practical things that you can do right now or in the week ahead. And this week is no different. But I want to encourage you to re-listen to today's podcast and ask yourself, how have I believed that my life should be riptide free? What lies do I believe about myself and God? And what truth do I need to hear to combat them? And then I want to encourage you to take a practical step to enter in. Maybe for you that means registering to save your free seat at the Trusting God Through Cancer Summit that you can find in the show notes or at trustinggodthroughcancer.com. Or maybe grab a copy of my book, Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart, because that's where you're going to dive into these seven practical tools that you can do right here and right now, along with a whole ton of questions to help you make those a reality. But just do something to enter in to the full abundant life that Jesus came to give you. Remember, my friend, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. So let's go live it. 
You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy. And I always say that thriving is a team sport, so I'd love to know how you're doing and how this simple spiritual exercise and our trust prayer were for you. You can always find me and leave a comment on the Chemo Chair Prayers website, chemochairprayers.com. And that's also where you can download a copy of your own trust-guided prayer format bookmark. If you've enjoyed Chemo Chair Prayers, please recommend it to a friend, your cancer support group, or maybe forward it to your pastoral care team who might be looking for resources for those with cancer. And then why not hit subscribe and leave a five-star review? Not only will that ensure that you get the next episode when it airs, but your review will mean that others journeying through cancer will be able to find chemo chair prayers more easily. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.